Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'd like to welcome our guest today, Lisa Vioni, CEO and founding partner of Hedge Connections. Lisa speaks to us from their headquarters in Westchester County, New York. Lisa, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. I'm so glad to be here today. So, Lisa, Hedge Connection brings fund managers, and that's hedge fund managers, and allocators together through technology and premier networking events. So, first of all, since 2005, your platform has been connecting institutional investors and hedge funds around the world. And now, more recently, you started sponsoring premier networking events focused typically on one-on-one -on -one meetings to connect the investors and allocators with the hedge funds, which, of course, is a unique way to do that. So first of all, let's start uh, briefly with your background. Tell us about your background in the financial industry. Sure. Um, I started in the financial industry on the sell side as a mortgage derivative specialist, and I did that for about 10 years, and then I left to go uh, work for one of my clients, a big mortgage hedge fund called Ellington Management Group. That's Mike Vranos' company. Um, and they brought me on to be director of marketing. I knew those guys because uh, they were clients of mine when I worked on Wall Street. And uh, one of the partners there was the head of the derivatives desk at Lehman. And when I was at Lehman, I was uh, the youngest senior vice president at the age of 27, and I was the number one producer in mortgages. So when they were building their mortgage hedge fund, they knew I was a good salesperson, and they brought me on board to help them raise money and build their business, something totally different, which I think we'll talk about a little later, revolving around theater. After doing that for a couple of years, I decided to get back into the hedge fund space and focused on what I knew best, which was putting... Uh, investors together with fund managers and you know at, in a marketing role but at the time this was now around 2004 I uh, this is when Facebook was coming in and the social media started and I wanted to create a website business that was different and could solve a problem in the hedge fund industry that I knew existed and the problem I wanted to solve was the problem that hedge fund managers had which was that it was very difficult to promote and market themselves because of regulations against advertising, as well as it was difficult to get access to investors who invest in hedge funds, and we call those allocators, because the only way that a hedge fund at the time could get access to those people was through an introduction um, by somebody who had a pre-existing relationship with them. So there were all these barriers to entry. However, there was a way that I could create this and, and enable them to be able to access investors and promote and market themselves online by creating a website that was password protected where we um, would verify who the investors were because there was a no action letter by the SEC that said these kinds of websites could exist, so they were exempt. Um, however, ironically enough, this kind of a website did not exist. And I think the reason it didn't exist is because people that introduce hedge funds to money, to allocators, to investors, make a lot of money um, when they raise money for those hedge funds, and they didn't want to disintermediate that and give up their fees. 
Well, I didn't care because I didn't want to raise money for hedge funds anymore. I wanted to create something different and new, something that would solve this problem and basically um, make it kind of level the playing field for all managers. So no matter whether you're an emerging manager, midsize or large, you would be able to have a platform that was legally compliant where you could promote yourself, market yourself, and get access to the same investors who a third-party marketer would have introduced you to and taken 20% of your fees in perpetuity if they raised money for you. Before we get to uh, Hedge Connection here, you were actually a derivatives uh, trader and salesperson for Lehman? I was a salesperson. You were a salesperson. You know, we love to talk to you uh, <laughs> on a different show here. Uh, I have read, uh, obviously, the, the Big Short. I have read several books on what happened in 2008. Everybody's got their own opinion. And, of course, as a longtime follower of the Wall Street Journal, they've got their opinion, which is very, very different from, <laughs> from uh, the Big Short and others. Would love to talk to you sometime about what you saw and... and and, you know, if it was foreseeable by people and if people did foresee it and really, uh, you know, the, the, the blame is to be shared by whom, by how much. So we'd love to have you back to talk about that sometime. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, so uh, let's go to Hedge Connection here. Hedge Connection started in 2005, as we mentioned, and uh, it is this kind of campfire that brings together these allocators and hedge funds. Okay, so how does it work? First of all, we call it a freemium model because it is free for the managers and the investors to join and have a profile. And right now we have over 6,500 funds that report to Hedge Connection and have a profile on Hedge Connection. And the investors, we have about 5,000 investors or allocators that also have a profile on Hedge Connection. And this, uh, Lisa, this is totally focused on the institutional marketplace. Is that correct? So the investors that join have to be at a minimum an accredited investor, and that's because of the rules and regulations that revolve around who's allowed to invest into a private fund and who's allowed to see this, get, get access to this information. But I would say... Um, on the website, we have accredited. We, ha- we have also qualified purchasers, which are more institutional, much, much larger players. Um, but for our premium service, which is the Capital Club, which I'll talk about um, in a second, in that, in that part of the website, those are all going to be institutional. So both sides can join and have a profile and for free. Um, but if the managers want to be able to request introductions from the investors, in the, they join a part of the site called the Capital Club, and that's the premium membership. And when they join the Capital Club, they pay, they pay an annual membership fee that's very low. It's $500 to be able to be part of the Capital Club. And then on the, for the investors in the Capital Club, that is by invitation only. And so we identify investors that we think are active allocators, you know, when I active and professional allocators. So what I mean by that is those investors whose job it is to be searching for, looking for talented managers and making allocations. So in the Capital Club, I w- those are the types of investors we want. So it's by invitation only. There's no charge for an investor, but it, you have to be invited in by us. <clears throat> okay. So, so, so let me stop you a minute. So all of the funds that are involved, none of them are publicly traded funds. They're all hedge fund types, uh, limited partnerships and the like. They're not mutual funds, ETFs, et cetera, correct? Correct. Are there any investment advisors who are on there? Uh, sure, yes. 
absolutely. Okay. I okay. mean, some of the, some of these fund managers are registered investment advisors, so if they have over a hundred million under management, they have to register with the SEC. Right. So, how then is Hedge Fund is Hedge Connect compensated? So Hedge Connection, um, is, so it's a freemium model, and the managers that join the Capital Club pay a $500 annual membership fee. Um, for that, they get a number of things. We promote them out in a variety of different ways, plus they get a discount to our big event, the Global Fund Forum, which we'll talk about in a minute. Then in addition, when they request an introduction from an investor that's part of the Capital Club, what happens is the investor will then review their information and if the investor wants to accept that introduction, the investor must set up a meeting with that manager. And when that happens, and it all happens electronically through the platform, the manager gets charged $450 for that accepted introduction that led to a meeting. So there's this call to action that's really important, which is the setting up of the meeting. And for anybody who has tried to raise money for a hedge fund, they know that What's very difficult to do is first, A, identify the investor, B, get that investor to take a phone call and be interested in you, and C, to set up a meeting. This could take months, if ever. So what we've done is we've used my relationships with investors and my platform to making that meeting process much, much more efficient. You know, we've got to hand it to you. This is certainly a unique model, and I understand that you actually have it patented. I do. We have two patents. We got our first patent in 2013 and our second patent in 2015. And we're in a continuation mode right now and may get a third patent. Okay. So, uh, Lisa, we need to take a short break. When we come back, let's talk about your premier networking events here. Again, we're talking with Lisa Vioni, CEO and founding partner of Hedge Connection. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. And we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, back to Charlie and his guests. Thank you, Paul. Again, a very interesting conversation with Lisa Vioni, CEO and founding partner of Hedge Connection. And she's speaking to us from Westchester County, New York. As I understand it then here, uh, Lisa, Hedge Connection is a platform started in 2005. You attract two types. You attract funds and, and typically institutional investors. Correct. And then you seek to put them together according to your business model in, in various ways, and they can seek to create an audience of uh, the fund finding the, uh, the institutional manager or the, the, the allocator, the, the people who are actually going to choose different funds. Correct? Exactly. And all of these funds are funds. They are managed accounts. Uh, they're not individual stock companies promoting their stock to some pension plan or something. They're actually managed accounts, correct, like a hedge fund? 
Exactly. They're hedge funds, and some of these managers also manage via separately managed accounts, so SMAs, right. which has become much more popular in the past several years post the financial crisis. Okay. And you do all of this online, uh, kind of automatically kind of thing, correct? Uh, yeah, correct. The, the manager requests the introduction, the investor reviews information, and either accepts or declines, and the meeting is set up in that process. Okay. So now tell us about, you, you, you have expanded into these premier networking events, and the next one is, is uh, going to be in some exotic place. I don't recall exactly where. Tell us about those events. Sure. So in 2014, uh, we relaunched the company um, as we updated the technology, we added the Capital Club, but we also added the Global Fund Forum, which is our premier event that we do every year. It is a three-day event that we do in Bermuda, Bermuda, which is very easy to get to from the East Coast, especially from New York. It's only a 90-minute flight away. People sometimes confuse it with the Bahamas, but it is not. It's off the coast of uh, South Carolina, I believe. So um, we do it in Bermuda um, in October, October 16th to 18th. And this event is a great complement to the website. Um, The focus of the event is really to bring people offline into a a realm where they're in person. Uh, We do things like one-on-one meetings, and we've actually built technology into Hedge Connection to support the event. So when managers and investors come to the Global Fund Forum and they want to participate in the one-on-one meetings, all of the scheduling takes place inside the Hedge Connection platform. So we use the profiles that we already have, and they enter the scheduler, and they're able to pre-schedule their one-on-one meetings before they even get to Bermuda. So that's one aspect of the event. We also do Deal Ring, which is my Shark Tank-style event. My partner on that event is a gentleman named Jim Rosebush. He was Nancy Reagan's chief of staff and Ronald Reagan's deputy assistant. He coaches the managers during the day, and then those five managers come and compete in deal ring, and each one will come out, do their five-minute pitch to my panel of ringmasters, who are five allocator judges, and the judges will tell them whether or not they want to take them to a meeting for a potential allocation, where they pass and why they pass. And then after all of the managers have gone, the entire audience uses our mobile app and votes for the best presentation, and that manager wins the Audience Choice Award. So we do Deal Ring. We also do Table Talks, which is my deconstructed conference. And we do this in the morning on both Tuesday and Wednesday at the Global Fund Forum. And this part of the event is where we take the experts off the stage. So rather than the traditional panels at a conference, we put them at round tables. And we'll have 15 or 20 topics going at one time. And attendees can choose which topics they want to participate in. We've built technology to support this called the Table Chooser. And uh, because you can imagine if you didn't have technology to support it, it'd be complete mayhem with 20 tables and all of these people trying to figure out where they want to, what topics they want to listen to. But that is uh, definitely a favorite part of the event for everybody because it gives a great opportunity for the attendees to get access to the experts and to network with each other. So we start the event with a beach dinner party and we end it with a boat cruise. And in between, there's all sorts of wonderful presentations and we have some great keynote speakers. This year, um, a topic I'm very interested in is North Korea. So I went and I found a young man who grew up during the Great Famine in North Korea and escaped. And he's going to do a keynote presentation to my group about what it was like to grow up in North Korea and how he escaped. Um, and uh, so I'm really looking forward. I think this year is going to be uh, bigger than last year. We've grown every year. We'll probably have about 350 
attendees this year, and um, it's a really wonderful event. Okay, that is great. And, and so tell us, Lisa, whom do you focus on more uh, in terms of getting into your system? Is it the fund managers or is it the allocators? Oh, that's an interesting question. I mean, we we focus on both. They're bo- both of them are our clients. We need both for the site to work. I think we need less investors than we need fund managers um, because if you think about it, the investors, I can have one investor who... Um, if he's a professional allocator looking for great funds, he may inter- in- interview, you know, 100 to 500 funds in a year. Um, and maybe he makes investments into, you know, three or five of the funds out of the, all of the funds that he's interviewed. But an active allocator like that can be a great introduction to a lot of different funds. So to get the investors interested in the platform, you want to have a lot of product there for them to be able to look at. Okay, and I also understand that uh, you guys are expanding a bit in terms of the platform itself and uh, what it's offering. It's not available yet, but it's uh, not in the distant future. Yep, absolutely. We are expanding um, into other verticals, such as real estate, private equity, specialty finance, independent sponsors, and we're also adding the deal room. The deal room is going to be an area of the site where People who have startup companies who are looking for funding will be able to um, post their deal and be able to get access to potential capital providers. Um, So it really just leverages all of the people that we already have using the site. So we'll have the, the hedge fund managers and the investors, all of whom are wealthy individuals who may be interested in looking at private investments into startup companies. So we'll leverage them to be able to introduce the private companies to that group, plus We'll bring new capital providers in, like independent sponsors and private equity firms. Okay. And, and Lisa, did you have an example that you could give us, a little brief story of, you know, how this has worked for one or more allocators or hedge funds or somebody here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I can remember um, a, a friend of mine, actually, who wanted to break into the hedge fund space. He didn't have a Rolodex. So I said, you know, you should use Hedge Connection. Um, he was working for a merger ARB fund. And he didn't have his own Rolodex, really. And so he joined Hedge Connection, and he started to reach out to investors. And like very soon into it, his second or third allocator that he met, he went and he had his meeting with them and ultimately raised $160 million from that <laughs> investor. So he really got off to a good start at his new job, um, you know, using, using Hedge Connection, which is phenomenal. That's exactly what it's meant to do. There have been um, many, many stories like this from uh, managers who have used Hedge Connection, whether they have met them through the technology or at one of our events. Um, the, the last, not um, in 2015, the, uh, the winner of Deal Ring, that, that's the Shark Tank style event, was a woman who uh, was a portfolio manager for a quant fund out in California, and they had about $30 million under management. She won the Audience Choice Award at my event. She told me later that she got three investments from my event, and she really felt that by winning that, that competition that the investors in the audience took her much more seriously and her status. She felt that they just took her more seriously. She raised money from three investors, and by the end of the year, she was over $200 million under management. So we have lots and lots, lots and lots of stories, great stories like that, um, of success. 
Um, the one thing I can tell you, I get this question all the time, is, you know, if I use Hedge Connection, how much money am I going to raise? And my answer is always the same, which is, I have no idea how much money you're going to raise. It really depends on you, how good your product is, how good you are at building relationships, how good you are at, you know, continuing to manage the money and show consistency in what you do. And, and if you're good at everything that you say you do and you're consistent with it and you're good at building relationships, you'll eventually raise money. But it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a long process. You have to be committed to your business. But if you keep, keep at it and you meet with enough investors, eventually, you know, you will raise money and you'll build, you'll build your business. So, Lisa, what we need to move on here, one of the questions we always ask of our guests is what keeps you awake at night? That's a good question. I know that you told me you are going to ask me this question. I'm trying to think of it related to Hedge Connection because nothing really keeps me awake at night for Hedge Connection. But with my, when we're doing an event, what keeps me awake at night is whether or not people are going to sign up and register to come to the event. And it's, it's really scary doing an event because, you know, you're creating this it's very expensive, first of all, to produce an event, a big, big event like the Global Fund Forum. And you do it because you have a vision of what you want. You want these people to come together in this very special way. But at the end of the day, you don't know if anybody's actually going to come. You're taking a bet, and you're making yourself very vulnerable to failure. And uh, that's one of the things. It's a very stressful thing to do. But every single time we've done it, we've had great success. And so I think as the years go by, I'm it's it's giving me less anxiety, but that's that's for my whole business. That's the one thing that really is, uh, is scary. Well, we we can appreciate that, and uh, Lisa, we we want to get on to your uh, another aspect of your life and uh, have our listeners hear about it. But before we do, briefly tell us what are the things that you see a manager should do to begin to build a solid marketing program? Because you have been there, yeah. and you're there right now. Right. Well. One of the things that managers, most people maybe, do not do, but managers in particular is when I ask them, okay, so what are your goals this year? What's your, what's your process for marketing? How are you going to take your business from point A to point B this year? Most of them say, well, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And I, and I say to them, well, you, look, you have, to, you have to have a plan. You can't just think that you're going to just go along here and things are going to just happen. Um, and there are certain things that one must do over the course of a year to put in place a really solid uh, kind of marketing program. And, you know, three of the things that I would say are, that are important is, first, you want to map out a plan where over the course of the year you can ensure yourself that you're going to be in front of at least 100 investors because this is really a numbers game. And the way that it works is if you get in front of about 100 investors that are good investors, real investors, and you're good at what you do, like I said before, you're good at what you do, you're good at building relationships and so on, you have good performance, you'll get investments from two or three of those. So it's really a numbers game. And that is time and time again when I talk to people, that's kind of what the numbers look like. And how do you get in front of these investors? Well, you have to start to, to pick targeted events that will that are occurring over the course of the year that you can go to and you can participate in um, and meet investors one-on-one, uh, -on -one, like at my Global Fund Forum, right? That would be an event that you definitely would want to have on your list because you have an opportunity there to have targeted meetings with 12 investors. Now, I only let 30 managers do that, but there are other companies that host events uh, in the hedge fund space. One other one is Context Summits, which does a very big event in Miami. But those are those types of events you should you know, allocate a budget to, and you should make sure 
that you go to. You also, you want to work on building your brand and be viewed as a somebody who's an expert in your space. And how do you do that? Well, you build some content. You start writing some thought leadership pieces. And these this is not writing marketing pieces. This is writing thought leadership on the market that you're investing in. You know, maybe write a story on something, some trend in your market, how you think the market's going to perform, and take that piece and have it distributed. So Hedge Connection, for example, we have a newsletter that goes out to thousands of our members, and we will promote content uh, to them from our members, thought leadership. We also have a blog that we use um, to promote and help build brand for our members. Um, But that's something that managers don't spend a lot of time on. Some do. Some are very prolific and write a lot of thought leadership, and that's great. But that's something that uh, managers need to think about, even if you just write one or two pieces a year so that you can use it to promote yourself. You know, those two things are, are, are critical. And then putting plan in place in the beginning of the year, thinking about what is the budget, how much money do I want to spend. So allocate a certain amount of money and plan your year out so that, you know, you have a process and you're going from point A to point B each month and you're seeing progress and you're seeing at the end of the year you can say, okay, I met with 100 investors, five of them, you know, I'm close to getting an allocation. You get an allocation from a couple. You've been promoting yourself and maybe they do an interview with you and then they can use the podcast to promote themselves. I mean, they've got to really think about what, how they're how they're building their marketing process. You know, Alisa, that was great. And uh, here at OC Talk Radio, we would just add that uh, thought leadership through writing is good. But today with the smartphone, the real medium is the voice and or the video. And uh, we would add that uh, people have told us repeatedly, hey, when people hear my voice, there is a connection that occurs that does not occur when they just read something that I wrote. And we could talk about that all day, but we're not going to because we've got a special treat for our audience. Today is a special broadcast because it is, it is the first one where we have had a Tony Award winner for a Broadway show that we have interviewed. So, Lisa, you. Uh, uh, about 10, 12 years ago, received a Tony Award because you were the producer of a Broadway show, Long Day's Journey Into Night. And you did that in the middle of your finance career. So briefly tell us about that, will you? I decided that I wanted to leave the financial industry and pursue something that I always dreamed of pursuing, which was theater, um, acting. I wanted to pursue acting. I was in my early 30s. And I thought, if I don't get off this train now and pursue my dream, I'm never going to do it. So I did that, started taking acting classes, went to a conservatory. But um, in doing this, I started to self-produce small plays with my new acting friends. I slowly got pulled into the business side of theater. Um, A Broadway producer saw me in one of my plays, saw that I was a producer on that play, and long story short, invited me to participate in as a producer on a on a Broadway show, he was he was um, producing. Uh, he had started to produce. He was a an above the title producer on called Long Day's Journey and Tonight, and he wanted me to come in as um, 
and above the title producer as well to raise money for the play. And uh, so I agreed to do that. And that play uh, ended up having tremendous success. So it was starring Vanessa Redgrave, who had not been on Broadway for 14 years. We had uh, Brian Dennehy, who had the year before, I think, won the Tony for Death of a Salesman. So he, you know, he'd done great work on Broadway. We had Philip Seymour Hoffman, and we had Robert Sean Leonard, and that was our cast. And it was just such a great group. Um, it was a limited run. 18 weeks and I was um, asked to raise money for it and so I raised enough money to be able to be an above the title producer which meant that when we won the Tony Award that I was entitled to also win the Tony so I was one of the producers who got to go up on stage at Radio City get the Tony and I have that Tony Award sitting at home. Well, congratulations. You are the first one I've ever spoken to that has a Tony Award here. So uh, just briefly, what, what, what brought you back into the world of finance here? Well, after doing Long Day's Journey, I did a couple of other Broadway shows, and I realized, you know, I really didn't get into theater to be a Broadway producer. I wanted to be an actor, and I realized that wasn't going to happen for me. So I decided to get back into finance. I mean, it was really the only thing that I knew and loved, and uh, that was in 2000. And like kind of the fall of 2004 and it's when Facebook was starting and I want I decided that I wanted to have an internet company and started to brainstorm and that's ultimately when I came up with the idea of hedge connection to create this platform uh, to let the managers and investors connect online which was something that was not being done and I thought it could uh, really solve that problem that we were talking about before. Well, you are an entrepreneur. You are a, uh, you've been a hedge fund salesperson. You're the only person I've ever known uh, deeply involved in the derivatives industry, especially with a major player like Lehman. You won a Tony Award. You are a French major in college. You've led one eclectic life here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so give everybody the, uh, the website for those who would like to know more about Hedge Connection. Sure. You can just visit hedgeconnection.com. Uh, if you want to reach me via email, it's you can reach me at info at hedgeconnection.com. Okay. And final words for our listeners here. Well, I, you know, I think technology is really going to be disintermediating this whole process going forward of letting fund managers and investors and others who are looking to raise capital. Um, I think it's, it's going to become much, much more useful and used going forward over the next decade. So I look forward to continuing to build Hedge Connection and meeting anybody who's, who, who has the desire to use our platform to either connect with opportunities or, try, or, or looking for money. Um, and they can use our platform. Well, Lisa, thank you very much. And again, congratulations for uh, the successes you've had in your life, and we appreciate you joining us here today. Thank you for the opportunity. Again, we've been talking with Lisa, the very eclectic Lisa Vioni, CEO and founding partner of Hedge Connection. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host Charlie Wright or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. 